Deep down. Preparations. To tell this story well, I have to begin by introducing all the people who played the leading roles in it. I hope to do it right. Andres. He's a petty detective and a scop. He didn't leave the police with disgrace. He just had shot out before the thing got serious. We all know that civil servant's salary is not huge. Of course not. Carlos. He's a lawyer. Yes, it could be worse. He studied to become rich, but as we all know, nobody became rich working, so he married Alicia. Alicia. She's a rich kid. Not that kid, actually. She married Carlos because everybody was getting married and he was the only one she believed willing to. Paco. Our poor little Paco is a cop, without ex, an active policeman, not here at the capital. He's a bit cheeky and so-and-so, and a bit unscrupulous, but around here a Paco always has something to do. Alberto. He's a good guy, a bit womanizer and very cheeky, but a good guy, a policeman too. I put them all together because the sooner we go through them, the better. Maria is exceptional. Working woman, three kids, housewife. She only has a little fault. She's a counselor. No, this is not the fault. The little fault is being a counselor of culture in this town council. Josefa is also a counselor and working woman, a counselor of education no less, 45 years old and leads life to the full in her spare time. I don't judge her. I'm eating with envy. Carmen. It's not that she is exceptional. She is a saint divorced from the counselor of town planning, which is a crime on its own. Marry him, not divorce him, of course. And among other things, she's also Alicia's mother. The Council. By the same cup token, I should talk about the rest of the Council's people here, but they are really odd fishes. Salva is... He is really nice, but so hard to explain. Sandra is great, tender, sweet, and always happy, optimistic by nature, and as everybody must have some fault, he has the worst of all. She's hooked, yes, hooked on gossip TV shows, no less. Ramon, Ramon is fantastic. Well, we're not going to lie, Ramon is handsome. No. Noble. No. Affectionate and attentive. No. But he is the main character and therefore we have to say he's handsome, noble, affectionate and attentive. And that's all. Sienna can be described with one and only word. Divine. And it's a real plainful truth. She is the very main character and furthermore, she is me and some other characters will appear around, 
but only if they script the mantrit. And lastly, the story leads to an end. It might seem it doesn't by the numerous interruptions, but I swear over the same chance Galician version it does. Now everything is clear, we are ready to start. Chapter 1 The Beginning I was wandering around the Marsh Park, taking advantage of the low tide, the fancy open air cafes, and the lots of tourists. They come all the time. They are everywhere. So I supposed I could get something. A job, I mean, I was unemployed. Fine, get lucky. If you don't believe I wanted a job when I was getting money doing nothing, I must say the truth. But it was more interesting the other way. The fact is that I was wandering around, looking here and there. There were lots and lots of people, I'm telling you. There were families with children and dogs and cats. What a party! I was really absent-minded looking backwards while I was walking forwards. In other words, I was walking all twisted. And when I tried to put my head in the same direction as my legs, I embedded in a body. Lord, what a body! He was Ramon. He was as big as I remembered him. Physically speaking, I didn't mean he was the light that lighted my life and so. Once I bumped into him, when I still haven't looked up to see his face, and as I was jobless but well brought up, I apologized, the usual in these cases, and he said, You are drunk, Siana! Actually, he didn't say this. It's a tribute to the phrase, You are drunk, swelling, because I think it's funny and because I felt like putting this here. What he really said was, Don't worry, it doesn't matter. I already saw you wearing a world of your own. Bloody hell, Siana, it's you. I haven't seen you for ages. Come, have a drink with us. We'll talk for a while. And I went for three reasons mainly. First, because I had gone fishing and I saw a clear chance of fishing. I mean, re-fishing something. Second, I was tired. I had been working for hours. Third, it was for free. We went to a table where other two men were waiting for us. And as it was a few meters far and I have an incredible mental agility, I had time to think. It's not showing off. It's the truth. 1. What a lucky devil I was finding him again after so many years just by chance. What a fortune! What a delightful surprise! 2. If he saw I was walking absent-minded, how is that he didn't move aside not to collide with me? And to sum up, was it a coincidence we collide? And we arrived at the table. Yes, I couldn't think more than two things. There were only a few meters, take it easy. There were Paco and Alberto. I knew it because Ramon introduced them to me. 
it wasn't that I met them before or they had their names written on their faces, no. Alberto was handsome, a real handsome man, with the big smile included. Not Paco, I can say it gently, but he is clearly not handsome. What they three had in common for sure, because Ramon wasn't good looking either, even though he has his point, was a kind of shamelessness and cheeky that made them very attractive. I thought that I had ended up in that table by the chance of appearing on the Marsh Park. But I was wrong. As the conversation was going on, I realized that the thing had more depth. Ramon began the conversation with a subtle and casual, this is the writer, while we were sitting down. I, of course, sat down in one go, wouldn't I? I didn't expect him to read that novel, and particularly that he recognized himself under the main character name. It was obvious I was wrong. He wouldn't drop it like that, taking the mickey, if he hadn't. Oh, that was all I needed. I almost had declared my eternal love for him, among other even more embarrassing things. His friends didn't make too much as if to go deeply into the injury anyway. In fact, later, all was more natural, and there wasn't any mention more to the literary subject. Ramon was acting as the typical person from A Coruña hosting the typical people from Madrid. It is like that. They cannot help it. I liked him, but the guy is just like that. The thing is that he started to explain all the clichés while they were nibbling a Galician octopus portion, because I don't know why they all got so into the Galician octopus. Maybe it's the same that makes me get into the egg rolls at the Chinese restaurants, who knows. And with that beginning, it was only a matter of time the conversation went through the treasure story. A story that was not true, I want to make it crystal clear. But it happens the same when a ship sinks. It may carry eucalyptus to the cellulosis that once they had sunk, they always contain a safe full of money. Let's see. I'm not really quite sure about it. But the natural instinct is saying it isn't when the other is saying it is, to make him look stupid. So he was telling the story so badly. Fine, it was a legend, but it had to be told accurately. Being faithful to the oral tradition. Or better, shut up. It wasn't at the mega international bank, it was at the Universal Savings Bank, I specified. Yes, what she says. Ramon said almost without stopping, I mean, without interrupting the story of the treasure's legend. But his was a story full of inaccuracies, and I had to interrupt him every other word, because it was a complete disaster. Well, you tell it then. Ramon said very angry, very sexy of course, but really very angry. And I did so, not because he had told me true, but because if it had to be told, it had to be told well, or better, not true. 